Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, a Monday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group. And I want to start today, I want to start this week with a question. Why isn't Steph Curry a bigger part of the MVP conversation? Look, there's no clear favorite more than a quarter of the way through the season. And NBA.com has him ninth on their weekly MVP power rankings. He isn't even a part of Basketball Reference's top 10 leaders and look, I know the Warriors are only 12-10, and 10, but the Nuggets are 12-10, and 10, and that hasn't stopped people from making Nikola Jokic the MVP favorite. And as I pointed out in my story for the Mercury News, Steph's stats are nearly identical to his unanimous MVP season in 2015-16. Here's what Steph is averaging after scoring 57 points in a loss to the Mavericks over the weekend. 29.4 points on 20.3 shot attempts per game, 6.1 assists, and a true shooting percentage of nearly 65. He's one of the most efficient scorers in the league. He's the only player with more than 100 made three-pointers. The guy is going berserk, and he's carrying a Warriors team that is good defensively, but has no business doing anything offensively all season. You've got, basically, Steph is the only star scorer. Andrew Wiggins is out there putting up 18 points per game efficiently, but outside of that, Draymond Green is hit or miss on offense. Sometimes he likes to score. Most of the times, he doesn't. Kelly Oubre, we're well aware of what he's been doing this season. Uh, and you're not really, you got James Wiseman, who is is hurt. Kevon Looney is certainly stable as a starting center, but he's not all that productive. He's very similar to Draymond Green in that way. Um, and so, outside of Steph on this Warriors team, you're asking, you're basically only able to rely on Andrew Wiggins and Eric Paschal to score double digits every night. So Steph is so, is very much carrying the offense in a way that all these other guys that are in the MVP conversation are carrying their teams. Now again, I know that the Warriors are twelve and are just twelve and ten, twelve and eleven. I'm sorry, but the Nuggets are really in that same kind of tier. And so I don't know if this is just fatigue uh, with Steph Curry just being as good as he is. But man, in that 57, he was he was hitting shots. You just sometimes you forget how good he is, right? Like he was hitting shots off balance, off of one foot, falling away, leaning this way or that way. I mean, the he's just he's ridiculous. And I know that I'm not really breaking news here, but man, he is so good at just shooting threes. It is remarkable that he is just so much better than anybody else in the league and anybody else who's ever walked this planet at doing something that you and I can do. This is not what that's what makes him so so spectacular is you and I can go out to a blacktop and shoot a three-pointer. Right? You and I can't go out and do what it is that LeBron does. You and I can't go out there and do what it is that Giannis does as far as dunking the basketball and having this superhuman athleticism. We can't do what they do. You can't do that, and I can't do that. But you and I can go out there and just shoot the ball at the basket. And so, you know, the, the, the barrier to entry for what it is that Steph Curry does is not what it is. It's much lower than what it is for to, to be able to replicate what it is that Giannis and LeBron does. And that said, 
he does it better than anybody else that's ever walked this planet. That, to me, is what's interesting. Everybody can shoot a basketball, but nobody can do it as well as Steph Curry does. And it's not even close. It's not even close. And now, I would say, look, and Steve Kerr said he's never been better. Draymond Green has said he's never been better. And you, and you, you, at first you roll your eyes and you say, all right, well, whatever. The guy's won two MVPs, three championships. He's never been better, really, really. But then you watch him play this year. I don't know that he's ever been better. What he's doing from three-point range, he's been doing, right? We're just, like I said, we're just used to seeing it. I mean, how many times, like Mike Breen over the weekend, I mean, he would, he would, he wouldn't even like react the way, like in a way that I thought he should have reacted because sometimes these threes, they go in and Steph Curry, another three-pointer. I'm like, what do you mean Steph Curry, another three-pointer? The dude was doing that off of one foot. Yeah, he did one off the, he shot one from the logo and everybody freaked out about that. But look at the other three-pointers he made. He made 11 threes in that game. Look at him. All of them were hard. All of them were ridiculous. The guy's insane. But then you look at what else he's doing. He's getting to the rim better than he ever has. Steve Kerr said he looks bigger, stronger than he ever has. I think he's right. I think he's right. I asked Steph about this after the after the game, after his 57-point game. Did you want to get stronger after the hand injury last year? And he said, no, he's, always, he's just been a late bloomer anyway. And he feels like this is his prime physical condition, which is interesting, right? Because you, you consider a player's prime ages 26, 27, 28 physically, but to Steph's point, he's always been... Like, look at what he looked like coming out of Davidson, man. String bean. Tiny. There's a reason why he was injured for the first few years of his career. He couldn't hold up doing what he what, what he was able to do now. But now he's getting triple teamed all the time. Double teamed all the time. Boxes and ones. All this stuff. And he said he needed to get stronger. No doubt. After the hand injury. Understanding how it is defenses guard him. They're, they're trying to be physical with him all the time. He had to get stronger. No doubt. So he did, but he's also, like he said, a late bloomer. So what he, at 32 years old now for Steph Curry, you could argue, even with the grind of all those postseason runs and stuff, physically, he's probably closer to being a 28, 29-year-old compared to what you know LeBron was at, at 26, 27, 28, 29. Like that guy was just in peak physical condition when the dude was in high school. And a lot of players end up getting, on the normal curve, peak physical condition, 26, 27, 28. Steph Curry, being a late bloomer, his peak physical condition might be right now at 32 years old. And if that's the case, that's scary. Because if you combine his all-time numbers from three-point shooting, his all-time proficiency from there, from now to now being able to do what it is that he's doing in the lane, and he's got a sick floater game, he is, he is using his body more than ever. I mean, he used his body to get past guys like Dwight Powell and Kristaps Porzingis, dudes that are twice his size, often against the Mavericks. And he's been doing it all season. It's something that I've noticed. It's something I've been meaning to write about. and something I've been meaning to talk about here. They might be right. Steph Curry may have... This might be the best we've ever seen him. And if that's the case, we should have a longer conversation about him and his MVP status. I want to talk about that next. I'll give you my MVP rankings so far through the season in a minute. But first, this episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or in Style Magazine or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. 
Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they are gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers, working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to make a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting, limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, we're a quarter way through the season. Let's just do the MVP ranking so far. It's my top five, and Steph Curry will be a part of that top five. But he is not number one for me right now. That's LeBron James, the best player on the best team. I know that he plays with Anthony Davis. I get it. I know that that roster is stacked right now. But you look at what LeBron is doing numbers-wise. You look at his plus-minus numbers. You look at all the advanced metrics, everything he is doing. He's playing consistently more uh, He's uh, and better consistently than anybody else in the league right now. And he's the best player in the NBA. Right now, he is. And I would say that LeBron James should be number one on everybody's MVP rankings right now. I understand the Joel Embiid stuff, the Nikola Jokic stuff. And those are my that rounds out my top three. But what LeBron is doing for the Lakers, he's just carrying them off of a shortened offseason. There's a bunch of new parts there. He just has a way of making things work around him. They have not fallen out off whatsoever. You look at the team that they played in the NBA Finals, the Miami Heat, and they have completely fallen off. LeBron just has them chugging along. And so um, right now, if... The MVP was awarded today. It would have to go to LeBron. It would have to. And now, like I said, I understand the Joel Embiid love. He's number two for me. What he's doing with the Sixers right now is unbelievable. He's their best player by far. He has completely and assuredly leapt Ben Simmons, and he's established himself as the 76ers' best player, the center of that franchise, the future of that franchise, the face of that franchise. His numbers are ridiculous. You could argue that he's the best defender in the league. You could argue, you could argue that he's the most uh, productive offensive player in the league. What he's doing from po- the uh, post position on post-ups is what he's always done. The Joel Embiid post-up remains one of the most efficient uh, shots in the game. But now he's doing it from three-point range. His efficiency is crazy off of there. Uh, he's doing it off the dribble now. I mean, he is shooting off the dribble as a center. It's ridiculous what Joel Embiid is doing, and the number, and, and whenever he plays for the Sixers, they, they just, they tend to win, right? And yeah, he's in and out a little bit, but when he's played, they've been dominant. And the Sixers right now, I think, are the best team in the Eastern Conference, and that's in large part due to Joel Embiid. So right now, he would be uh, second on my MVP rankings, and then that's followed by Nikola Jokic. I know at the top of the show, I talked about why is Nikola Jokic a part of the conversation and not Steph, and I understand that, but Jokic, to me, is still number three, because when you look at the numbers that he's putting up, man, it's ridiculous. I mean, the numbers that he's putting up, um, you just you can't compare him to anybody right now. Uh, he is putting up 27 points per game, 11 assists per or 11 rebounds per game, nine assists per game. I mean, these are these are like Russell Westbrook type of numbers, but he's doing them he's doing it efficiently and from the center position. So. 
Uh, interesting to me, too, that you have two centers now um, in the MVP race. I think that's uh, a good sign of where the league is going because it w- this has been such a perimeter-oriented award for so many years, and rightly so because those have been the best players in the league. But you know, Giannis winning two straight MVPs. You've got Joel Embiid in there. You've got Nikola Jokic in there. You're starting to see big men, the modern big man, uh, be a part of this conversation. Number four in my MVP rankings is Kawhi Leonard. Uh, what the, the Clippers are rolling. If you think that the Clippers are better than Lakers, I couldn't fault you. The Lakers have a better record right now. But those are the two teams that are favorites in the Western Conference. Just like LeBron James, best player on the best team. You kind of got to have to. You have to do the same thing for Kawhi, best player on. If you think they're the best team, certainly the second best team in the West, maybe the second best team in the league. Uh, his numbers are ridiculous. He's improved much more as a playmaker, which is why I have him in the top five, because I think to be in this mix, you have to make others around you better, and Kawhi is doing that right now for the Clippers, and he's still scoring efficiently. He's still defending at an elite level and all of those things. And that brings me to Steph at number five. And for the same reason, look, you've got LeBron, Kawhi, and Embiid. They're in here because they are having tremendous seasons um, for teams that are at the top of the league. Jokic and Steph, they're in there because they are carrying teams that are kind of struggling around them uh, for the most part. Denver's deep, but they're not consistent around Jokic. Steph, uh, you know, the Warriors, I think they have a lot of talent, but they're still trying to figure things out. They're in the middle of a rebuild, and Steph is carrying that team. Uh, Both of those teams have won 12 games uh, as of Monday morning and are squarely in the playoff picture. They just simply would not be. If though if Steph wasn't on that team and if Jokic was on that, it's, it's that simple. And uh, I, I think you can value, you can measure their impact in that way. Now, neither of them are going to win the MVP unless one of their teams climbs to probably top five in the West. If the Warriors or the Nuggets end up being in the top five, and I actually think the Warriors they could be in the fifth seed and Steph could still win this thing. The Nuggets because if they won the if they got the fifth seed that would be kind of a drop off from last year. And just you look at the narrative around these things, I think Jokic would probably the Nuggets would have to be one of the top four seeds in the West for Jokic to win it, and he would have to keep putting up numbers like he ha- like he has been. But for Steph, I think if the Warriors end up with the, one of the top five seeds, six seed is is pushing it. But if they end up fourth or fifth in the West, which they could, you look at the standings outside of the top three, outside of the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Jazz, it's anybody's game. And so the Warriors, if they string together a few wins here, they could absolutely end up with the fourth or fifth seed in the West. And if that's the case, if that ends up being so, then Steph Curry will absolutely be a bigger part of the MVP conversation. I don't know that he's going to be, uh, it'll be enough to have him win over LeBron or even Kawhi or even Joel Embiid, depending on what the Sixers do, or the or the or or Jokic, depending on where the Nuggets finish. But I do think when you look at other players that are sort of in this MVP conversation, you look at Kevin Durant, you look at Paul George, you look at Giannis, Luka Doncic. I like Steph Curry's case more than them. I think people are getting over the Brooklyn Nets experience. It's confusing. We don't really know what to make of them. They're on, the defense isn't any good. They're on and off. It's kind of hard to, 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 to figure out what it is that they are. And I think that, can, that confusion will hurt Kevin Durant and his MVP chances. People are over the Giannis experience. You won two straight MVPs. That's great. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you can do in the playoffs before we start giving you more awards. Paul George, he always starts off well. He's a good, he's a good regular season player, but he's not going to win it over Kawhi. Um, you look at other guys, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, other guys that are having um, re- really great seasons. Donovan Mitchell for Utah, Rudy Gobert for Utah. They're just not 
that tier of player where Steph and Jokic and LeBron and Embiid and, and Kawhi are. So I do think that this will be your top five. Unless the Warriors completely collapse, which I don't see. I think they're going to get better as the season goes on. I think this will end up being the top five in some sort of order. I open up the mail next, but first, let's talk about Bet Online. Look, I don't know. Maybe you took an L this weekend with the Super Bowl. Maybe you got a big win, and, and you put your money on Tom Brady and him winning a seventh Super Bowl. Either way, the NFL the NFL season is over, but that does not mean that betting season is over because the NBA season is in full swing. There's only one place that has you covered, one place I trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for your 50% Welcome bonus again. The NBA season is here. We are we are in the thick of it. We have an idea of who's good and who's not. We have an idea of who's in the MVP race and who's not. Maybe you have a strong opinion on the MVP race. You can bet on that right now, people. You can bet on MVP futures right now. Do you think Steph is about to enter this top five? Because you and I are, are having this conversation, but a lot of people out there are not. This might be the time to put money down on Steph Curry winning the MVP if you think he's got a real chance at doing so because the odds now, I'm telling you, the odds now on st- that you're going to get on a Steph Curry MVP bet are better than what they will be a month from now when everybody else is talking about him being one of the favorites too. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's also talk about Built Bar. It's a new year and while I'm not really a resolution guy, I do like to lock in my diet at the start of each year, especially after what I ate during the holidays and, and honestly what I ate after the Super Bowl. That's what makes Built Bars so perfect. They satisfy my hunger while I'm busy at work. They taste great. They work perfectly with my low-carb and low-sugar diet. And with 18 amazing flavors like salted caramel, lemon almond cheesecake, and peanut butter brownie, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and you get the mix-and-match order off of the website and you're getting a new flavor every single day if you want. It keeps it fresh. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women. And whether you're, you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat, this is the way to go. Built Bars are low-calorie, they're low-sugar, they're high-protein, they're high-fiber. They're great if you're starting a keto diet in 2021. So go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off on your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. Let's open up the mail. This one comes from Chuck, who writes in, Why do these guys normally score two, four, six points a game? Last night against Dallas, Draymond Green had 11. As one of the Warriors' best players... Uh, for Green to have an average per game of less than five points is ridiculous. Can't Steve Kerr orchestrate a better offense? Thank you. Um, this has been a concern all season long. The Warriors do need more from Draymond Green, especially on a night where you don't have Kevon Looney or James Wiseman or, or Eric Paschal available. And I thought that might have been the difference between the first win in Dallas and then that loss against the Mavericks. When you're getting ten points from Draymond Green... This team is almost unbeatable, right? This When you're getting 10, 11, 12 points from Draymond, because usually he's out there scoring 0, 2, 4, uh, uh, to Chuck's point, th- single digits, low single digits. And he's basically at the point of his career where he's comfortable not scoring. And he said the other day, he gets more pleasure uh, setting up a screen 
or, or assisting one of his teammates than scoring himself. And look, that's great. And there's a part of that, that there's a reason why he's sort of the heart and soul of this team, the reason why he's the engine of the offense, a reason why this team plays better when he's you know the point forward or the point center and he's facilitating because he has that natural playmaking ability that you can't replicate and it gets staff off the ball and it does all these things and all that is great. But the team takes another level. They go to another level when he scores even 10 points per game. And so, yeah, I would say in the second, you know, in the rest of the season, especially in the second half of the season when they're really making their playoff push, I think it would behoove the Warriors and it would behoove Steve Kerr to maybe push him a little bit more to score. And, you know, teams are leaving him wide open from three-point range. It's clogging up the lane for some other players. Um, it doesn't really affect Steph all that much. They have actually found a, a, an interesting counter where when players play off of uh, off of Draymond, when defenses just completely sag off of Draymond, they'll just go him and, and Steph will just go right into a, a pick and roll, and Steph will end up getting this wide open shot because the defense is sagging off of Draymond, so they're not in position to blitz off of the screen and all these things, and that sets up Steph for a wide open three pointer. But you can only do that so many times, and it's helpful, it's useful, but it'll be more useful if Draymond was actually scoring, right? And so, yeah, you're not, you don't need him to score 20 points per game. You don't need him to score 15 points a game. But if you can go from 5 points per game to 8 to 10, that would have a dramatic uh, influence, I think, on this team overall and their chances of winning some games here. Because like I said, when Draymond scored, it's like in the, in the dynasty days when, when, when Sean Livingston came off the bench and scored 10 points, I mean, it was over. Because you knew what you were getting from Steph, from Clay, from KD. You knew what you were getting. But if Andre Iguodala hit a couple of three-pointers, or Livingston hit a, you know two or three of his little mid-range shots, I mean, it was just over. It was just over. So this year, you know what you're getting from Steph. You're getting an MVP-level performance from him every night, basically. You know what you're getting from Andrew Wiggins, 18 points per game efficiently. You know what you're getting from Eric Paschal, you know, 11, 12, 13 points off the bench. So if you can get Draymond to score 10 points per game, if you can get Kelly Oubre to have a nice night, efficiently, then that's going to be the sort of thing that sets the Warriors apart. That's going to be the sort of thing that helps them just win games this year. So, yeah, it's something that I think that the Warriors should look at. As Draymond's conditioning improves, he's playing the whole first and third quarters now, you might see a little bit more of an uptick in production. That would be huge for the Warriors going forward. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them over to wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. And I'll see you here tomorrow morning with a recap of tonight's game between the Warriors and the Spurs.